Hey everyone, we are the three princes and we go around looking for things to penetrate deeply. Hey intellectual. <laughs> uh, welcome to our show. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. So, Mihir. Yeah. We're doing this again. Okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Long day today, no? Oh, yeah, man. 12 hours. Mm. 9 to 9. And uh, just, just got home. It's been like, oh. Lot of running. Anyway, happy days. Of course. We have the Rookster. Rookie with us. Uh, I think... Uh, I always uh, call him and this is generally my recommendation if you are doing a training do it with Rookie mm. uh, who I believe is probably the best trainer in the market right now thank you uh, <laughs> and uh, this is not sponsored by the way <laughs> this is not sponsored whatsoever, whatsoever. Uh, his company is 361 and that's a plug uh, but uh, he's probably the best trainer in the in the uh, in the market today because I've had transformative trainings with him. Okay. And uh, I've had some fantastic times with him. And uh, the programs have always been entertaining and fun and revealing. And they, they go through the trouble, trouble to get things done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, the, the first question, uh, Masang, is how the hell did you get into training? Because I you started a long time ago, right? Yeah. My background is... I, before I started this, I was an IT consultant. Okay. So at the age of 33, 34, No, I, no, before that, before that, where did you start? Where did I start? Okay, after I did my levels, I got selected to the University of Morito to do engineering and the universities were closed for three and a half years during JUP troubles. Mm-hmm. Probably that you guys were kids at that time. I was we born. Born. We were born. <laughs> yeah, so then, uh, during that time, it was closed. And then I gave up the degree and then studied marketing, CIM. Huh. So I did that. And then I happened to work in IT industry. Hmm. And um, I did few jobs. Most of the jobs were just six months, nine months. I was never a person that who could get stuck mm-hmm. within a frame. Mm. Then I realized, okay, look, I can't do this. I want to go on my own. Then in 1995, I started a started Sri Lanka's first web development company. Oh, they do web development as well. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that Sri Lanka's first website was done for Maharaj. So I did that. Right. And then I did John Keel's site conspiracy and all the big things. Mm-hmm. Then in the same time, I accidentally became an IT consultant simply because I was doing a project with BOI. Right. And there were a couple of uh, US-based consultants who were working there. He said, okay, look, you seem to be one of those guys who can be part of our team? Do you want to work for us? I said, okay, fine. So we're on projects. Mm. So then I went to Mozambique, South Africa, Jordan, Laos, and of course that I worked in Sri Lanka as well as IT consultant. Mm. You 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 have training in IT? No. <laughs> <laughs> I never studied IT. It's all about I I let me correct it. Mm. I never formally studied IT. Okay. But I'm a person. My biggest gift in my life is that my left brain and the right brain works at a very high level so that I can pick up things faster, that I can do things, that I can connect the dots. Mm. So because of that, I became an IT consultant, but I was never a hardcore techie, but I can connect the dots and say, okay, this is what your IT solution should be. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was doing with all these government agencies in developing part of the world and then got paid tremendously well. I remember in 1997, my, my first assignment in Mozambique, mm. I was paid $500 a day. Shit. <laughs> and another $275 to live uh, for a day. So that's the amount of money that I was making at that time. Then I came the age of 33. I started questioning my purpose in life, mm-hmm. my values, my passion, what I want to achieve. Then I realized when I went into a deep dive as to who am I, mm-hmm. I 
realize why I was so unhappy. So I just wanted to. Then I realized that you were unhappy making all of them money. Money. Now it was money is not money. the main thing for me. For me, it's about doing what I like, living my passion, making an impact, is the the real purpose of my life. And then I realized, okay, look. But but by, by that time, I have accidentally done a train the trainer program. Simply because that I was part of this organization called Junior Chief International (JCI), so they had a train the trainer program. And there's this foreign woman who was doing who came for the program. I didn't want to go there. Well, I said, "Masha, she is a nice-looking chick that I met her in UK. Just come. Especially at least that you can see a foreign chick. Mm-hmm. Been, it's okay. If it is a foreign chick, a good-looking woman, having a good time. Okay, let's go." Then I did the training, and then so that was my accidental entry into training. Right. Then when I had the the life awakening realization in the year two thousand and one, that was okay. That was a calling. That was a waiting for. And this is straight into training. This life awakening realization that you want to do training or you wanted to I do wanted something. To, I wanted to give up IT. No, let me rephrase it. I wanted to make sure that I do something hmm. that I will enjoy. Mm. Whether I, my main question was, what can I do that I will do even without getting paid? Yeah, that that's, a, that's a good question. I think is supposed to ask. So that's yeah. that's my living my passion, living my dream, and everything. So then, then of course that if I do it right, if I do it in a smarter way, that I make money. Mm-hmm. So that's my the secondary thing. Okay, mm. Let me do it smarter, make money. Then I gave up the IT business and all that, sold off all the shares, and I said my part bye bye to all the people, and I started doing training, classroom type of training, and then accidentally, um, in Singapore, sir, Pukhamaroda started doing outdoor training as well. Mm. Whether I have learned to do outdoor training, no, everything that I learned, okay, there is something cool, something like, connect these things, okay, can we do it? Experiment. So I'm firm believer of. Doing something unique, mm. do it in a smarter way, do it in a creative way, mm. and do it to the best of my ability, and money will come. Mm. So started this, and then of course my consulting background helped me to establish the business. So earlier there was a time for about six years, I didn't want to. Bring anyone else? All everything that I did was within myself. Mm. Then I realized, okay, look, forty can't do all this by myself. Want to? There is a larger level impact that I want to do, mm. deliver to the world. Then I realized, okay, let me recruit people. Then I expanded and scaled up. So uh, now that is where. So I you ran all these programs for six years, including outdoor programs, without anyone. So no, there were a few people who were just. Helping out, right? Mm-hmm. They were helping out. Now, the reality is that around company called Three Sixty One Degrees, I have trainers who are working under me. Mm-hmm. I bring people who are absolute newcomers to the training industry. I train them. Like, mm-hmm. No guru must give them everything. Mm-hmm. I tell them, "Arlan da puluan na arapala." But so far, things have worked because that I believe that okay, you bring them in like the gig workers that you give them, give them the opportunity. Mm-hmm. They, they they make some of their own money, they make their own name. Fine, okay, you go and then you become some that I'm happy with some of the people that I have produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I produced maybe not be the politically politically correct, correct, correct word, but again that I groomed them, I gave them the opportunity, and they ran with it. Some of them gave them the opportunity, they never ran with it. But it again that that I made an impact on them. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy with. Mm. So I invested uh, my energy and my time with these people based on some values. Mm. I invest everything that I can. Mm. You do the same thing. One day you come to a level. If you want to go out and do everything by yourself, by all by all means go ahead. Almost go ahead and do it. That's I want because I I can't do make an impact all by myself into this world. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a firm believer of that. So I try to. There's more focus on the change you want to affect than if you are the one who's affecting the yes. change. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I need to multiply my impact. Yes. So that's why I brought everything in. So sure. that's how. 
361 degrees came in and then early there was a company called Wild Drift. So that mm. ultimately, the, but I, I been firm believe if it is not broken, come let's break it and start all over again. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I went for one. I mean, like I, I met Rookie for the first time, I think, doing a Wild Drift program. Okay. Today, yeah. I was trying to convince people to do a Wild Drift program with my team. <laughs> that's next week. Yeah, yeah, that's next week. There is something yeah. for two and a half hours. We are yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what what makes a good trainer? That that's a long list that I can give. Yeah. But if I have, if you want me to pick up three things, a how much of an understanding you have about the transformation needed. Okay. Mm. Okay. That's number one. Number two, this transformation requires certain amount of behavioral change. Mm. So that how can I inspire that behavioral change in a unique way? Right. So do you do you venture into behavioral no, economics? No, third one, third one. Yeah, a third one. So that the third one is that in delivering that, mm. how genuinely interested you can be in the transformation process. Okay, so you have to be interested in the transformation process that you want to instill. Yeah. So because the training is not about putting up a couple of uh, PowerPoint slides, mm. rattling it out. Mm. No, it's not that. Mm. Training is that, okay, somebody is coming to me because that they have a gap in their knowledge and behavior. Most of the time, the behavior. Mm. Knowledge, you Google YouTube, mm. there's enough and more knowledge. Mm. You, it's all about the, the behavioral change that is needed so that I need to understand what is the outcome that I need. Where are they behaving in a way that is not conducive to the output? Yeah. Is there a, is there a, it's like, uh, like, uh, is there a metric or a system that you follow to understand the transformational need or is it, uh, is it you go and talk to people extensively to figure things out? Um, there are multiple models that we use. Mm. So, all what matters is that it's not about the models per se. Mm. There's a there's an aspiration and a reality. How best that you can map it out. Mm. Sometimes they may have already done it mm. by the time they come mm. to me. Or else they, they simply say, okay, look that we have a gap. Mm. Or sometimes they say somewhere in between and then we have to put in energy to understand, okay, this is what is required. Right. So based on that, you create your intervention. Okay. So I don't want to call it a training. It's an intervention. Mm -hmm. So that mm. what anything that we do mm. is it's an intervention. Mm. So let it be training, let it be a consultancy thing, or maybe a coaching, or it may be something to get the emotions right and all mm. that. So it's all about the total part of the intervention. So that how can I create that and how can I be really interested in making that journey for someone else? So right. that is the difference. Right. But of course, the rest of the things, so your delivery capacity, your capacity to handle pressure and all those things come in, but those are second. But for me, these are the three things. Right, right. What's a gap? How can we be creative in the... What exactly is the gap? What so is exactly the gap? Yeah. And then how to... But how, how, but do you, how do you want to change how Uniquely bring an intervention to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that by doing that, how... Genuinely, you can be interested. But of course, when it comes to the reality, mm. there's loads shit of clients mm. who don't take you through the journey. No. They want something. They want something as if they are not clear on what they... No, they are clear of something, but yet again, they are not clear of, okay, this is what... They are not interested about all this. They want us to do something even. Oh, it's ah, just okay. like a quota they're trying to fill up yeah. Yeah, there are those are these are tick interventions. So somebody has to some. Do you take on tick interventions? Of course. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> What's a tick intervention? So it's you are ticking the box. To say, yeah, the box. Some uh, some CEO will say, okay, they look that we got to do a training. Why you right. want to do a training? They don't know. <laughs> they want to do something. Do you help people find out why they need to do a training? If there are certain clients who are smart enough to get my viewpoint and do it, so that's about. 40%, about 60% mm. is more tick problems. Mm. But if it is so that I believe, uh, let's do it. If something comes up, let it come. Because that I believe that I've, they have organized, because that I work, my buyer is the organization. 
then sure. there are individuals who are coming in mm. then they there may be something that might spark somewhere for mm. maybe maybe when i have 30 mm. there may be one or two who might connect something and then make a change make, in make a change in their life so that so that i'm trying to see if there's anything like that mm. but on the other hand that doing all these things is that something that i enjoy Mm, okay but if there's a real transformation if you it's not the enjoyment so yeah. that is a contentment coming in so yeah. that there are two layers let's be yeah. very honest mm. so, and it is so um there is a certain amount of commercial angle to this yeah i need to live my team mm. needs to live yeah uh, the larger world may not see my journey the very same way that i want to see yeah but in that journey any way that anything that i can do for them any way that i could help them i will do hmm uh you you almost spelled out like almost like a change management journey like it's a it's almost i mean this is what general behavioral change management in a corporate is yeah, yeah you you identify there are gaps for example a, a team doesn't work together so can we identify the problem understand what the behavioral change that you want and deliver it in a way that they will be interested in doing it in a in a way how do you devise your programs how do you what is the process you take to devise your programs now, a like how do you make it how, how do you know whether, whether to make it fun or whether to make it serious or whether to make it emotional or what's the how do you all your programs are bespoke you all designed to mostly okay mostly but again there are certain things okay yeah there's get something done those things are there as well no but like how, how do you decide how like take carry, carry us through one of these changes okay now let's say that i worked with a client last year when they came to me initially they said okay we want rookie we want to we want you to run some cop we have couple of values that we have identified we want you to run couple of values related training program mm-hmm. okay so at the top of the board you say value of honesty and integrity and yeah. hard work or whatever yeah, well. so then i asked the question okay why do you want to do this and then we got into a larger discussion then this okay it's not about the damn values mm-hmm. there's something wrong with the damn culture in that organization to begin with there's a bigger problem so there's a bigger problem so that now it's up to me to unearth it and then sometimes when the brief comes to us some of the the decision makers for them it's a okay look that means where we have a it looks like that we have problem can i have a magic bullet okay so there are certain customers who are coming to us okay they are looking for that magic bullet to cure something mm-hmm. now it's up to me to convince them okay look there is a large issue mm-hmm. that you need to change so that we looked at it okay look your problem is that in your organization there are many things that you got to unlearn mm-hmm. many things that you got to change mm-hmm. and there many key people that they got to let go <laughs> switch or let go mm-hmm. Okay. So, so you you do a like a, you do a deep understanding of these some of the customers yes yeah, but now through. whatever do is now we have a tool which we call a 361 deep dive mm. so set of cards and then we 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 take them through certain behavioral challenges when it comes you devise this cards you just we are done all that mm. and then so we cut them so that they sort out and all those things that we have a mechanism to say okay these are the critical three behaviors that they need to change as a team mm-hmm. so when when i did this with this particular company they said we went and told them okay we cannot do this so this could be the buffet that you have to so go through yes yeah. so that okay we said okay you got to do the initial survey that you got to do an unlearning then you got to do a leadership and then you got to it's not about any of those training programs you got to strengthen have mechanisms to follow up and support that behavior and then to measure Mm. so we started with the initial assessments and then through the initial assessment we realized in that organization there is one 
key behavior that they need to drive mm. Mm. or else on the other hand the one key behavior that the people should feel okay look this is how we see that there is a change happening mm. so for that organization one key question like the net promoter score mm. it came out of this so in, in consultation with all the stakeholders mm. we asked a question from all the employees can you get change done mm. in this organization mm. so we had a benchmark mm. so when you had the benchmark after all these things then we were pushing them to do this assessment mm. in every town hall meeting that they had ah uh, so you okay so that that's a tool that's a little tool that you give to so them to with a tool so that we do the training so that we do the hand holding they get this particular client so okay we did the training we did the unlearning and then we told okay look for god's sake get down the pedestal these are the new things that you got to do then we introduced values as the change drivers and they said okay we want to be customer centric now if you say that how would you say that you are customer centric oh, is it man. the <laughs> is it the behaviors yeah is the behaviors is the input but there has to be some output yeah. so we put up a Keep dashboard mm. so if you are customer centric give me abc show me abcd things happening in the organization mm. put it across so that where the senior management was responsible to show it and share it okay mm. so now the the, the the responsibility and the onus on getting things done was with the senior management team mm-hmm. now it's public now there there is irritation okay lord mm-hmm. this is where the results were now we got to change mm-hmm. so then we said give them the training and then we going up to we went up to the level of running a, a innovation sprint for them okay so okay you do all of that so we had a internally they ran a shark tank okay mm. now when they ran the shark tank they managed to identify 700 odd things that they wanted to do <laughs> <laughs> now ultimately so it's all about getting now these are the because that any change is about a is about believability mm. okay look that the change is real change is happening now it's all about the believability comes with visibility mm. when you when you see certain things happen people do the okay but then api me visra toda mona mona hari venawa so therefore they, they they see now there are there are things happening now suddenly all of a sudden the people who are reluctant to get on with any of the things now they are fighting okay now we have a coming out of this so we have my department is coming out of these ideas now these things got to get done so that we create a believability through visibility mm. now so adding a component of certainty to yeah, yeah so, so you need to have evidence yeah, to do yeah, that yeah, yeah. so that even on we'll say that we'll say that you have a manager that who's going through a change program or any training program you do a training program they understand okay look this is the behavior that we need to change mm-hmm. what's the evidence that of the, the behavior change yeah we'll say that <laughs> you get pissed all the time yeah so that now you help you to calm you down and then others will say at any given time okay look ability through people accountability hmm yeah. that's actually you just spelled out a change management program in like a space of six lines so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you that's what you do uh, uh you are you're still doing uh, outdoor trainings yeah. yeah yeah because outdoor indoor it doesn't matter doesn't matter okay so at a training program yeah. has two components a so that you come in mm. i convince you or somewhat 
Gun means you look, there is a gap. Behavior okay, gap. Okay. Or a knowledge gap. Mm-hmm. Then can I give you some motivation to change the behavior? Commit mm. to that uh, change. Uh, okay. So it's like a pre-commitment thing. No, no, no. no it it no, happens no. at the training program. Oh, okay, okay. So at the training program, you've got to have the realization, mm. okay, look, there's a gap. Yeah, right. yeah. Urgency to address. Mm. And then give them some tools to address it. Address it. Mm-hmm. Then make people accountable towards going through the journey. Right. Okay. But of course, so with some of the solutions that we provide, we go through this entire journey. Okay. Some of the things... We just take one at a time. Okay, okay, <laughs> do something. Okay, we do something. Okay, right. Thank you. <laughs> you are happy. I'm happy. <laughs> Thank you for the money. Thank Bye. you for the money. <laughs> who, de- who, who, who designs all these little cool little things that you do like these games and so it's a collective effort in the day so you do brainstorming and all that how how does because your organization would be a your organization would almost be akin to a like a like a like a ongoing startup no because you have interesting people yeah we we have so that is so the the question is how can we make them to do that but the the bad side of this the the whole creative and the experimentation new Mm -hmm. things what do you do sometimes we have a little discipline issues that we are more like an agency. Right, mm. right. I'm not the most disciplined person. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why because I'm not the most disciplined person. Okay. Look, Monday you do this. Tuesday you commit three hours to do this and then make sure that you check whether you have done it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when those checks and balances are not done then we get fucked up yeah. what, are the, what are the most interesting pieces of time like I am almost seeing this as like I mean, it's, it's equivalent to me doing advertising it's it's like I'm, I'm creating a piece for uh, to understand a solution so there is an insight yeah. and there is a there is a definitive solution mm-hmm. and you find a way of achieving that solution uh, what are the most interesting pieces that you've done? If you can talk about it. If there are situations that you can talk about it. Or you can't talk about it. Now, what, what have you been like the happiest doing? That particular project that I did for this particular client. Has it worked? It has worked. Mm. The, 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 the project that we did uh, with that particular client. Because at the end of the day, in that company, the number of engaged employees mm. not, not done by us, it's done by a reputed third party. Mm. There's a very visible number of number of engaged people in that company mm-hmm. going up by about, I think if I could remember, about 16% of mm. jump. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it, is it, does it last? Something I've always wanted to ask him, like a, like a seasoned trainer. Something that happens at trainings that I've gone to, you go into it, you go through the training, you're all pumped up and all that. Right? Come to the real world and it goes, it fizzles down to okay, man, mundane, minutia. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but most times it does. So, so that's why I use the word, most of the people consider training as a magic bullet. So magic bullet is that, okay, you come for two days, okay, everything sorted. No, it's not going to happen. Training program is a window of opportunity mm. for any organization to lock any behaviors mm. but that window of opportunity is closing so fast okay. okay so within that time period bring the rest of the organization because of the mm. put a doorstop out over there mm-hmm. okay look our management meetings are absolutely screwed up because we spent three hours in discussing some old shit mm. and we realize yeah we should not be saying that what the hell are you going to do after the next management meetings? Spending three, three hours, hours to analyze some, do a postmortem on mm. some. No, it's not that. Mm. So that if the management team does not have the balls to stop and make a call, and this is the new format, mm. 
and these are that the management meeting this is exactly what we need to change this behavior if that mechanism does not come in i made money and then they did not get it so when you're communicating this to a client do you hypothetically hypothetically that most of the clients agree with it right they don't have the the emotional so, stamina to go through that to get things done why does why don't they only it's just that they're far too busy running doing the same shit in the same day the same day so that you come back on the monday okay monday i have this i monday i have that no we now because of that we are far too busy mm. we can't have that dialogue with our management team or people on one on one to do that mm. and there's a certain amount of complacency that fits into yeah, right? I mean, like when you have a like a system the, in, the you've doing you've been doing yeah. things some way for about 10 years yeah. right yeah. No, that's the thing. You're you're basically dismantling systems and re re yeah. re re putting them. So that that that. But act no, actually you're actually dismantling systems and saying okay, this is the way the system should be, and you're going off and <laughs> saying okay, fine. No, no, you have to now put it back together. Is that is that isn't that like no, I no no the, I yeah the accountability section the is accountability like, yeah. section we can give them the tools and yeah, they can yeah. work on it. Yeah. If they pay me and if I'm. I'm running a business. If I'm putting in my time, that I might as well get paid. So the for the clients who are willing to go through that mile, I go and make sure that they they get results done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are clients like that mm. because they are they okay okay we spend this and we got this thing done. Mm. Okay. So that is this particular software company who came to us because right at the at that time when they did the on time delivery of projects was. <sighs> Way below fifteen percent. They came and then they agreed certain things got done. Within three months, they pushed it up to what six percent. Okay. So that is because that there were behavioral changes, and then there were mechanisms to enforce accountability. So that the moment that no one is interested in doing this accountability part. Go back. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to tell me something that, okay. One of the biggest things I I see, especially in young startups or new startups or people who are coming into business and new. That mechanism, I think one thing that lacks is that mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you would know as well because I think you you hang around with hang around with enough people. Uh, that mechanism is there a way of ensuring that. so especially young startups because most of these young startups work under pressure somebody is knocking on their door they back up and work 24 hours 48 hours non stop and deal okay yeah. but that 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 sentiment is very short lived you can't do it forever one yeah it's it's dangerous to do it if if you are a, if you are starting up this this is very important to us because we want to get people we want to give something in in this podcast that they can use tomorrow yeah so if you are a if you are a young startup person or a manager for somebody who is running a team are there what should they do to ensure that you have this discipline of ensuring that i understand behavior and uh, deliver it in an accountable way is is there a, is there a mechanism that you can tell yeah Very simple. When you when you start, you are an idea man. Mm. Then you become project manager. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then once you get the project going, then you become a, either a marketing manager or a business development manager. Mm. See, so then you then the first thing is to make sure the project runs. Mm. You forget about the business and all that to make it viable. Mm. So then now things are moving. Okay, that they are getting some results and all those things. Now they got to think like, okay, now my role is not about running this. Okay, there is a marketing component that I need to bring in. I need to think as a manager, sort of thing. And then at a certain level, then you are a you got to think like a business manager. You are very focused on your top line and the middle line. So these are four different evolutions. Mm. You they got to see it. Mm. So the moment that they don't see it. Mm. So that most of the founders that I see, mm-hmm. they are fantastic project managers, but not the business manager. Mm. So that where is that shift of skills and behaviors? Oh, so you need to be able to see which point at yes. in in your in your like your transformation, mm. 
you are sitting it at that point and you must be very clear about what you are what the what next the, point is one what the next point is more importantly where you are right now yeah, yeah. and that's where things break down I, like i i think at the same time you say there are there are people who are great idea people but the idea goes into a project and the project fizzles out yeah. very fast because they they are still residing in the idea yeah, they are fantastic ideologists that's what that is the idea brimming it you get to get the bloody execution done if you can't get the bloody execution done the bloody project no is there yeah because in startup what matters most is that okay what is your speed to market how can you make sure that your product is getting adopted in the market so that there is there are many tools that you got to look at is not about the balance sheet okay you got to do that. then once you start doing that then okay now i have an organization that okay that i bring you you my friend and you do this you somebody that i that i known so to let start this together at given time that i got to see whether i am fit enough to do the job and you are fit enough to do the job and you are fit enough to do the job Mm. So simply because that you were the CTO at that time it was good enough, but you can't get the, the big server and the entire system yeah, running. System running. Yeah, on your own. Yeah, yeah. There's no point. So the, so, so that's where at a certain time that the, the 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 startup entrepreneurs, the founders, they got to separate the ownership and the business management. Hmm. Organization management. Hmm. the moment that you see it you work then you see it otherwise and then and that time okay look that i am a owner land ega patta gata but then i got to evolve as a manager so they from a th- managing a three man team with two clients to managing 100 people with 100000 plus the complexity you if you can't manage yourself to bring your skill level your capability and your maturity to manage that complexity then you are screwed you are going to fail yeah so that's what has happened with most of the young startups hmm no that's that's something i i consistently see as well mm-hmm. and and uh, is there is there markers for people to know okay we are in, we are now an idea person i'm asking me it may sound a very rudimentary question to you uh but are there mark because we are we are talking to fairly like a younger audience are there markers in each point where you're saying i'm an idea person i'm a project manager i am a business development manager or is it just you will know when things start to break down that it is <laughs> you are at that point yeah i i have no idea how to give very specific markers they will be able to say that they got to understand okay there is this incubation period mm. and then there is this go to market period the stabilization period and then the, the, so you you in any means any of the business there are certain uh, phases so what is that whether it's 100000 clients or whether it's 100 clients it is that they got to figure it out mm. i don't know yeah. where it is but the moment that they understand okay look that i can't seem like that i can not in control of that they got to have that realization check okay look am i managing this right am i leading this right mm the realization they got to get mm mm-hmm. is there is there is is there a is there a merit if i say this uh most people's egos get in the way of them realizing that as well because of course it is their egos that get in the way of uh, egos and it's not only egos their lack of exposure experience yeah. lack of awareness mm. lack of i would say ego is not the right word but the humility to connect to the reality so they don't say they humble enough okay look that these are things are not going right that i by myself get somebody to mm. get someone else to do this mm. no they do say oh, no i am the founder so therefore i have the right to be here no hmm there is i think there's a there's a great statement there is i have a right to be here is uh, will quickly dissipate after that initial push mm. you 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 have to so in a, in a major corporate yeah mm. you have no right to be there if you're not adding value at that point of course i mean that's the mentality yeah. Yeah, yeah yes that that is a sentiment and the mentality but 
that that creates and runs organizations I you're not good you're gone <laughs> yeah i think even in a in a, in a season corporate mm-hmm. if you i don't think even if you are adding value you have a right to be there they choose to have you there no no you have a right to be no, sorry, you choose to be there because yeah. you are adding value it's, right yeah it's a, it's catch 22 but if if someone else they can find someone else who can add more value they will happily let you go and yeah. so that that sentiment should be there yeah. that you should i think that you are replaceable yeah. Yeah. yeah they need to realize that their business can outgrow them mm. Mm. that's a, that's a, that's a that's a i mean there are case studies upon case studies about of how founders businesses have outgrown because you must understand i do not know i no longer have the skill set to manage this complexity or manage this mm-hmm. size or manage this technology that i'm getting into because my company now has veered off into going and started doing something else mm-hmm. you need to be able to pull back and say okay fine now this is beyond my space yeah i am i have to be understand that i will let them do that yeah nice that that's why like uh, uh, if you if you look at the startup environment mm-hmm. Uh, a a founder and ceo is a founder and ceo for for a very short time mm. once it becomes scalable like once it scales up then they hire an external ceo right it doesn't happen often uh, yeah it it's my like, problem it happens yeah if it happens you are fantastic. yeah i'm talking about in a global scale not not particularly no, no, in sri lanka no, 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 no. i mean like in a global yeah. scale i think we have gone through this cycle multiple yeah. times mm. like okay so there's another other thing that i i i'm seeing uh in the in the, in the startup space where all these kids like all these uh guys have read lots of stories about how startups have happened and how the how the businesses have grown and how ceos have let go but when it comes to their time mm-hmm. to do the same there is i think there is a very clear lack of understanding of which which phase in the life cycle i am at that's one thing i think there's a very clear situation where i say i have no clarity as to where i am at right now yeah. Yeah. then you have the other thing where you're saying okay i i may have a good understanding of what is happening but i am still unwilling to let it go because this is still my baby yeah, yeah from very human perspective yeah, like you put hours and hours of your life into this and, thing yeah. Yeah, so so that's why they need to have the maturity to see, this is me as a founder, the this is me as a manager. Manager. Mm. Get it out separately, say me. Yeah. Or you should get like the best. I I I've always kept on saying this. Maybe more and more consult. Like if you have senior managers consulting, senior managers are not senior CEOs or founders mm. or whatever. uh if you have senior managers consulting these young startups rookie i think we will generate far more value now the problem is this has been let go of and say okay fine something will pop up in every 200 and 300 good ideas that come out of the system one thing will succeed because 50 were given like didn't have the opportunity because somewhere along the line they missed it like these guys are a good example they were one of the first uh like major high level gaming companies in sri lanka but like i i keep, always keep on telling them if had i been there i would have managed your revenue model in a way that you would not have gone bankrupt in 3 years but that's i think that's there's a there's a good learning get somebody who knows the i mean the, understand the, a manager's the, position flip side of that is uh, as a startup you don't really have the money to get a consultant at, at that level No, but do you think? Do you not think there are enough and more people who are willing to like back young managers? Yeah, there, there, there's, there's always there are, there are there always people. There's really? always people, there but always it's all about just asking. And also on the other hand, that some of these uh, startup ecosystems, they do support, but again, sometimes the startup ecosystems are hung up on this total startup scene and the scaling and all that, mm-hmm. but not on the people side of it. Mm-hmm. that's another that's another there's another problem that you see see the thing is this startup ecosystems incubators are largely geared towards incubating mm. incubating incubating valuation whoop god <laughs> that's the i mean like success is valuation yeah i think success is not valuation success is viable product in the market 
actually changing somebody's life. Yeah. I mean, that sentiment should be there. I, everyone, I, I, I am a serious disbeliever in uh, general uh, financial valuations of startups. Mm. I always say, everyone comes and says, I'm a unicorn company, $1 billion. I am, I am, I, I raised 200 million. I raised 27 million, mm. whatever. Uh, we were valued at uh, 500 million. I, I got, uh, oh, I, I, we were valued at 10 million. I got a million bucks in cash to my hand. I, I am sure there is a viable financial framework for them to say what they are saying. Mm. But, but I am, I am, a, I am, a, I am a fairly conser- I have a fairly conservative view about it because. Just because you invest a million dollars, they have a good idea. I put a million dollars in. If the screws are not tightened, yeah. the machinery will break the moment it starts to run. Yep, yep. That million dollars will go and destroy them. Yeah, destroy yeah. them. Versus that million dollars will go and grow them. So it's very important for whoever is investing to nourish startups along the way as well. Like, like give time, exposure, experience, and give guide rail, guardrails so that they don't fall off. So the house is uh, more of a bit of a mature startup in the sense that they're doing somewhat okay, but only thing is that they're not living up to the best of the capacity. Mm. When I I had an interaction with that team, one of the biggest problems that I had was that they were full of moral toward techies. Brilliant. There isn't a single capable project manager there. Oh, wow. Hmm. So that... But that why didn't they see it? They're not seeing it. Because they think... Because sometimes it's... Some of these techies that they, they can get far hung up on. Okay, look, that means we are from... This A university. A university. And then we are the best. And then... But they are not delivering on time. And they are not collecting on time. So this is a vicious cycle. Mm. So that you have a project. Then you have resources. Then you put anything. And then if you don't deliver on time. You are not getting paid on time. When you are not get paid on time. You are not. You don't have the liquid cash. Then if you don't have the liquid cash. Then you, your entire balance sheet goes for a six. Mm. And then ultimately by the time that you go for a certain valuation. Yeah. Then you are not on the right figure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a there's a great uh, there's a great gap in the market in my view for genuine consultation for young startups to to do managerial work like you yeah. need managerial consultants yes yeah. the process component of process the, component the process of, the, part of, yeah. of, a, of a process how to set KPIs how to measure KPIs how to deliver like how to check a balance sheet and ensure that the balance sheet is healthy. If it is a more of a time-consuming thing, the startups, they do not value spending that money to be in that structure. That's a sad side. Yeah, that is a sad side of it, which is very sad because yeah. it's like, a, it's a great idea that goes missing and it's somebody's money that goes So from, from my experience, it at least this is my very, very personal experience. It comes from a, a, a slight insecurity as well, right? Like, it, like I'm, I'm doing 18 hours of work a day. Hmm. How come I'm doing, how am I doing something wrong? Like if I'm going to fix this, I have to put in another two hours. How am I going to do that? Like, and then you just like, uh, it's okay, we'll figure it out. Hmm. We'll figure it out is a very dangerous position. To yeah. Be. yeah. In for, for somebody who's running on a tight uh, cash inflow. Hmm. <laughs> we figure it out never works. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, but in short at cash. the same time they don't have any yardstick to say, okay, if I spend this fifty thousand bucks a month with a part-time project manager, I can get this result. Yeah, because fifty at at, at least if you're living month to month. 50,000 bucks a month feels like, oh, wow, where am I going to find that? So that, that, that issue is always there. No, I, I, will, I will tell you another thing. I, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a fallacy that is growing around because when you read case studies about most of these startups that have become billion dollar companies and we are all hung up on them and we, we praise them and all that. That story generally always leaves out the, 
the grind management yeah. Yeah. part of it yeah. and always tells a sexy story about how the idea was created how they went how they slog through nights and how they had uh, indomitable strength to go on and on and mm-hmm. on but it leaves the fact that at a certain point the guy who paid like maybe valued the company or invested in the company sent two consultants down and told them shut the fuck up and do what you are supposed to do yeah, yeah. that is completely left out and i think that that's a general fallacy that runs across the entirety of the at least yeah. in, um, my view in sri lanka the startup ecosystem people are not told you have to have general and the other thing is most of these young kids look at big companies and say they are slow they are sluggish they are boring and they 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 don't work as far as the mechanisms are so profound that the, the big companies become big because of the processes mm. they don't become big because of because ideas are created like 100 years ago yeah big companies become big because the 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 the, the winning formula has become a process and that formula keeps repeating itself and repeating itself and repeating itself and repeating itself and repeating itself, and repeating itself which is which is I, i think there's a huge gap in the market for yeah. that so, so that's so that's where the do you know the word called ambidexterity yeah so that's why so that where you you do things to push forward but at the same time you got to do certain things to bring the stability and the sustenance mm. mm. so where is the this where is the equilibrium mm. on a consistent basis you need to yeah. for equilibrium not run all the time yeah. so you need to stop so sometimes you may have to run sometimes you got to sh- shut the fuck up and let's talk but in the same time that the let's take stop cannot be forever hmm so, so that even that is applicable for all the larger companies as well so yeah. that so let's forget about okay all these processes so the processes are there to bring some sanity hmm. but at the same time you need certain amount of incentive to keep you going Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so that that I think there's a there's a equivalency in marketing science also to that, right? Because you have to do certain things to um, maintain the customer base that you have, to maintain the penetration that you have, and you have to do certain things to grow the penetration. Grow the penetration. Yeah. So exactly. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. But there's equivalence. Yeah. Right? It's not the same thing, but yeah, yeah. equivalence of some uh, yeah. in some way or the other. That's cool. Uh. Uh. you you have now branched off into doing other things as well you're doing activation on the side then yeah. are you doing activation on the side or are you yeah. doing you're you're trying to solve interesting problems yeah that's more like it now i so there was a that there was a certain amount of a natural evolution of our business we'll say that we were doing trainings and all that then people come and say okay okay that we 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 have uh, something small can you give us a solution mm. so that we we plug in a solution and then we got into this largely experiential communication based mm. activation mm. i mean so we things that i work with yeah mm. so that i do it but the challenge with that is that to make it a mainstream product I have two challenges for me. Mm-hmm. A is that uh, the, the 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 activation and the events market mm-hmm. is damn oh it's a largely minimal mm-hmm. all the most of the service providers mm-hmm. so they don't have so that mostly that one or two man show that they will do that. My business model currently does not yeah. support that mm-hmm. because you are basically yeah. are more expensive than everyone else. and the other side is that uh, when if when i do that sort of thing i can get emotionally sucked into this cool fun stuff and all that <laughs> again you have the same problem because you get yeah okay fine yeah, yeah. yeah. so ultimately set a point we were doing all this and we set a point okay, look we that there's no rip because of the business model that i'm running so that matter my my business model is my strength and my weakness mm. so that for this i could not justify the time of the return on time investment when it comes to this activation thing so therefore that i do want to make it a mainstream thing 
But whenever there is a interesting project, I don't mind taking it up. Mm. Yeah. So there are not very many classes because there are certain classes they give a brief and ultimately what they want is that some okay they evaluate the whole thing with this rupee and so that sort of projects I don't want to take. Mm. This is my idea. Give me the space. We'll give you something. If it works, fine. If it is doesn't work, okay, find someone else so that it work on like that. Um, so if it comes, I take it and do it. Mm. But I, whether I want to do it every day, you're not very sure. At the market price, no, no, no. But once in a while, with clients who are willing to pay my price, I don't mind doing it. Mm. But but you have you you talk about your business model. You you have a heavy overhead business model. Yes, and yeah. I have another question. How you? I mean, I one one thing I've seen in your companies, you 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 have tend to pick up interesting people that can do like who can think like that. How do you do that, or where do you pick people up from? Because people you pick up. Uh, I don't have standard answer. Sometimes when I see them, I pick them up. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of the. Some two dots I connect somewhere. So this might be, but in the same time, that my accountant uh, says, okay, you bring these people. Sometimes they don't know you're wasting time. No, why can't you do a proper interview? I'm telling them, how can I? How can you interview? Interview the type of people that I know because that I meet people who have the exposure, who has the creativity, who has that knack for experimentation, passion to do things. And in the same time, have the desire to learn every day. It's mm. it's one of those things you can figure out in fifteen uh, minute conversation, but not in a two hour interview. Yeah, mm. it, maybe sometimes I may pick up because of one or two things that they might say mm. casually. Mm. 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 I don't have a formula. So some people I recruit to some people, I let go some people. Some of them they have stayed. Some of them have made. Into real stars. I yeah. hope that I'm blessed with some people, and I hope that that blessing will be for some more time. It it sounds like the winning formula for that is uh, very acute observation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very 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 detailed observation about yeah. personal personality and all that. It comes to you naturally, yeah. but 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 <laughs> I said, no, it's, this is not about. It does not come to me naturally. It's hmm. all about that. I I, that goes I managed to get some people, mm. molded them. They wanted to run that journey, and they have blossomed. Right. Mm. So, therefore, I'm okay. Mm. But whether I can put that on a resume, yeah, suppose. Uh, what is the what is the future of uh, corporate training? What is the future of training? Future of training, uh, it's getting. It's not a. Let's forget about the training part. Look at a business. Mm. The market environment is getting absolutely volatile. This is all about. You need that VUCA world. This is the speed to. You know what VUCA world is? Uh, yeah. Volatile, answer, complex, and ambiguous. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that vocab factor is that increasing day by day. Yeah. Mm. So therefore, you need people who can renew. Hmm. You need a culture and process to support that. Hmm. So in that, it's not about the training per se. So the 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 training is a bit of a one single label, but but what are the rest of the things? Now imagine there are loads of uh, you now the organization they are hiring loads of gig workers. Mm. What is your mandate? Not to keep them? No. Mm. You can't keep a gig worker so that your entire value proposition goes for a six. Mm. So you bring a gig worker on a temporary assignment. Mm. You got to make sure that he has to make sure that you can run. You are in a position to that both of you want to run another contract. Mm. So that as the organization is concerned, okay, you get this agile talent, mm. and the mandate is to make sure that how can we make this experience richer enough for that bugger to come back and work with us. 
Mm. 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 So now, in this whole thing, where is that equation? It's not about the training and all this. Mm. So it's all about that you have the capability. Mm. So that as the HR is concerned, that they bring some mo- mobile capability mm. and there's some fixed capability. How can you harness it? So that on the other hand, this entire VUCA world is put in so much of pressure. How can you keep all these people re- getting renewed? Now, as far as I say, it's not about the training per se. So it's all about the, all the other things coming in. So that you talk about this. Maybe another 10 years down the line, if I can do a three-day training program, it will be absolute luxury. Mm-hmm. You're saying it's... Yeah, so that everything is going... You're saying that, 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 that the training component that you may do in two days is getting is gradually getting infused into the the running behavior yeah, of a... Behavior. Of so a it is all about the in time to come, that is a concept called micro-learning. That is, you learn every day for three minutes to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then you have something called uh, social learning, the mobile learning, all those things that you learn every day. Then how can you make sure that there's the AR and VR and all those shit coming around. And the knowledge is everywhere. Hmm. So you need to be, so basically what you're saying is, it's it's not, a, it, I mean, the three, I mean, there might be, there will be 3D training programs, I suppose, but but more and more, the what is delivered in a training program gets gradually infused into yeah, the, the and also yeah, you the, have to design that infusion design into the, the company. And then with the center, don't do shouldn't the HR managers be trained to do this? Yeah, they should. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about training. That they, <laughs> that is their mandate. <laughs> not about training. Okay, that how can they be? HR is very simple. Okay, I have a business to do. Mm. Today and tomorrow, mm. how can my talent is capable of delivering today and whether they are able to deliver tomorrow. So I, for that, you recruit, you maintain them, you engage them and then mm. funnel them. Mm. So that is a premise. Yes, but on the other hand, with this another sub, five to ten years down the line, there will be enough and more wearables that will tell you how you feel and mm-hmm. how we are behaving and all that. You'll say that you're getting pissed that there will be something that will poke your ass. <laughs> it will come to that point. <laughs> so then, so th- there is technology coming in to, to, to assist hmm. us. So there is a lot of AI and all that. So in time to come, the 10 years down the line is all this, a tech-driven thing. So the people like me, hmm. It's all about that. How can you bring that hybrid other technology and the people other, part of uh, Then also that is all about this next evolving space about this learning as an experience that people can reflect on. So all this is coming in. So it's not about people are bored with PowerPoint slides. Mm. Yeah. There's something very interesting in, in, the, in the book that I gave you. See, your factory. it says, uh, so he's referring to this uh, company, uh, Hindustan Unilever, and he says that there are two relevant revenue-making departments in the company. I mean, he's saying sales is not a revenue-making department, nor is manufacturing. They don't make revenue. People who make revenue is HR and marketing. And HR, he says, that there's an entire chapter dedicated to that book, in, in that book, to HR in HUL, and how the, the fact that the company is aware it is, and it's a, it's a mammoth company doing amazingly well across the last 60 years mm. he's saying one consistent thing that has been markets have gone markets have gone up markets have gone down we have always been the number one recruiter in the country and we are the best trainers in the country and as a result the company has produced almost 400 ceos that are currently serving in the indian economy right now mm. they are they are they are saying revenue models primary task is it's a it's a powerful HR team that infuses lots of interesting things into that business on a consistent basis. Mm. So it becomes people make eventually realistically. Mm. People are the ones who make revenue, right? Definitely. Yeah. It's not the processes. It's mm. the people. I mean, processes are there to stabilize everything. Yeah, but processes if you makes, don't have people to go through the processes. Nothing happens, right? Yeah. Anyway. Good. Good chat. Very good chat. Thanks, Rookie. And uh, thank you for that. Is there anything that you want to leave for 
our listeners, uh, people who are starting out, people who have been in, people who have been in careers and all that. Is there anything that you that you always wanted to say to a like a decently sized audience uh, that you want to leave with them? Couple of things. One. get out of the mentality that we are there forever hmm. whether you are a ceo or a founder or a manager or a labor there are enough and more people who can replace you hmm. start accepting hmm. working on renewing yourself okay look that understand the gap okay i got to renew but i'm going to do that learn every day hmm. learn every day and avoid getting stuck and being a rotten egg stagnation yeah stagnation yeah. is is the worst <laughs> anyway yeah. on that note <laughs> thank you rogi sure thanks happy so, 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 yeah super yeah. so thanks thank you